the day, so this is great. Uh, Kurt is uh, continued on his time away, and so just be praying for him. Uh, if you weren't here last week, um, you know, we as a staff and elders um, just really want to give the Kurt, Kurt an opportunity to get some time away. Um, he's lost two of his brothers within the past eight months. And with everything going on at Lake Sam, we you know, launching a lot of new things in the fall and, and having these kind of dovetail, um, it was just, we really wanted to give Kurt time to just process and be with the Lord and be with Julie and have some time off. So just be praying for him again this week. He's gone a couple more weeks. And so um, this morning, I get to introduce JJ, who's going to introduce our speaker this morning. So JJ, my best friend, if you don't remember, on staff, come on up. Yeah, you should see our staff meetings. If, he, if that's how he treats his best friends, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so welcome. And in case you're new, because I do see lots of new faces today, Kurt Brunk is our lead pastor that Adam was just talking about. I'm JJ, uh, short for Julie Jenkins. There's a lot of Julies around here, so JJ works. Um, and I get to be our children's pastor. That's one of my favorite ministries. Love our kids. But also get to work with a lot of our teams. And one of the teams that is such a privilege to work with is our missions team. And so just a little background. Um, God orchestrates everything. God is so awesome and amazing and in charge. And even when Kurt uh, had to leave town a few weeks ago when his brother suddenly passed away, God already had a thread planted in people's hearts of the messages that he wanted to, to um, have our body here. So we don't need, we love Kurt, we need him here, but we don't need him here to hear the word from the, from the Lord, right? And so there's this just the thread of simple obedience going through all of our messages. And last week I just felt like God had me preach again on simple obedience and, and the, the core message was, what's your, that was kind of lame. When I do kids' church, we expect something more. So just try that one more time. What's your, yes. don't we love saying yes? <laughs> Not really. Huh? So it's just this what's your yes thread that God's been asking us to do. And in God's awesome planning, we already had a special Sunday plan for today to talk about missions and what God's doing. And if you've been, if you grew up in the church, how many of you been, grew up in the church and have been to lots of typical mission services? Not always that exciting, even if you love missions, right? This is not your typical mission Sunday. We have some really cool things happening. And one of the amazing things that's so exciting about Lake Sam is most of the missionaries that we support are missionaries who actually, a few years ago, were sitting right here in this congregation with us. They're part of our family. They said yes to God, and part of that yes, and there are many yeses along the way, part of that yes had them end up in other parts of the world. So you're going to hear from Christina Anderson today, who actually lives in the Philippines. But a few years ago, she was sitting right here in the congregation with us, and God called her. And when I met with her, come on up, Christina. When I met with Christina and Rebecca, yeah, thank you. A few weeks ago, when everything changed, because um, we said, Kurt, we love you, we need to go away for a bit, right? So when, when that happened, we already had a mission service planned. It was just very different than the way it's going to end up today. And as a team, we absolutely love, love, love Kurt. We're kind of excited, because we get to hear from Christina Anderson, which is super cool. And Christina, I'm going to tell, tell about her a little bit. She's never preached a sermon before. I know. She has spoken a lot in many different environments, but when I met with Christina and Rebecca, who you'll hear from in a little bit, um, they were both like, hmm, yeah, this is a nice dinner that you're buying us, but we're not sure we're saying yes. <laughs> so I love Christina's heart and how she said yes to God and the um, beautiful things in her story. And even as we were chatting about the message this week, it's almost like part two to what I got to preach last week, which is part two to what somebody else preached the week before and the week before and the week before. 
clearly God has us on a journey. We're excited about that, and I know you're going to be blessed today as Christina brings the word. So thank you, Christina. Okay, am I on? Thank you. Am I on? No. Can you hear me? Oh, sorry. Am I on? <laughs> I can talk very loud. But <laughs> hello. Hello, hello, hello. I can. It's green. Hello? Yeah, it's green on your path. Thank you for your patience. But I can talk loud and I can start. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you again for having me. I hear you on streaming. So thank you so much for having me this morning. I really appreciate it. I'm very humbled to be able to share with you this morning. And when I was telling my team in the Philippines that we were doing a, a, a series on simple obedience, they wanted to put together a little, um, a little something for you. So I want to share it with you right now. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, I'll just keep using the... Oh, okay. It sounds like they can sort of hear me, but just a little louder. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, praise God. <laughs> so, um... Uh, many of you might, or some of you that know me, you may think of me as um, maybe outgoing and that uh, I'm confident and that this comes easily for me, but actually the reality is this, this is actually quite out of my comfort zone, and um, at times I really lack a confidence and have some insecurities, and, um, but I really know that when I do say yes to God, he is really faithful to show up and that he's faithful to work in and through me and that when I am weak, he truly is the one that's strong. And I was, um, I'm going to, I'm still trying to figure out where I should position myself. So when um, I was going through some of the material that I was going to work on early on, I came across this and it says, no to self. God's will is often outside of my comfort zone. He wants to stretch me, teach me, and show his power in my weakness. It's his ability that will make the difference. I can do all things through him. And this really reminded me over the last three weeks that it's not about me, but it's about what God wants to do in and through me. And um, so I was really asking him uh, over the last three weeks what it is that I would share with you. And he really revealed to me that uh, through multiple conversations that I am to share my story, not just the comfortable parts of my story, but also the uncomfortable parts of my story in hopes that it would really encourage uh, some of you. And so um, I realized that I missed a little point here, but when I, because JJ was telling you about when I met with them, 
uh, the night I met with her and Rebecca Lee and noticed that JJ had said um, something about me sharing for 30 minutes and I was like thinking that was a typo. And, I, um, and, and so as I was looking at that and she asked me, I literally think for five minutes I left the conversation and I began to have a conversation in my own head that was like, should I say yes? Should I say no? What will I say? Maybe another missionary would be better to do this than me. You know, and then at one point, JJ looked at me and she's like, what are you thinking? And I joined that, I quickly joined back to that conversation that I'd left five minutes before. And um, that night I lay in bed and I was asking the Lord, how in the world can I say no to you, Lord? We're on a series on simple obedience, you know, we're to say yes to you. And I felt like in my head, I was supposed to say yes, uh, but it hadn't yet penetrated my heart. And God is just really so gracious and patient with me. And, and I, um, uh, I felt this gentle whisper from him that said, uh, go out in peace. And the next morning, I uh, opened up God's word to Isaiah 55, 12, and it says, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. And as I dug further into that passage, he revealed Isaiah 55, 8 through 13 to me. Oh, sorry, I hit the wrong button. Adam promised me he would be there for me. Okay, okay, there we go. <laughs> so um, he revealed Isaiah 55, 8 through 13 to me, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But um, what, what he was telling me was really trying to encourage me was to no longer have it in my head, but to have it penetrate my heart. And it was really then that I knew that I needed to say yes to him. And so would you say that the last three weeks have been a simple breeze for me since I heard about that? Absolutely not. I've had some fears. I've had some worries. But I've had a peace in my heart in knowing that I was being obedient to God and saying yes to him. And so um, I'm just really thankful as I look around this room. I have... Pretty much the only living relatives that I have left in my life here this morning. And so I'm just really thankful that they're here to support me. And some of my closest friends are here. And then also I've got some wonderful friends that are live streaming in. As well as um, my church family here just walking alongside me. And I'm excited that my wonderful friend and mentor, Kathy Miller, will be opening us up in prayer this morning. Let's pray. Holy God, blessed Father, mighty King, Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Why you chose vessels such as us to take your word hmm. to wherever, I don't know. But I do know that Christina, from first to last, is faith, hope, and love. She exemplifies that all the time. So Father, as she goes out this morning on faith in hope that she can convey what you have told her to convey. Thank you, Lord. That she will feel your love in abundance. Bless her, Father, I pray. And bless the church in Cebu. Yes, Lord. They love her, and they know what obedience means. Hmm. Teach us your ways, O oh God, that we might walk in your truth. And give us an undivided heart to say yes. In the name of Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit that lives in us. Amen. Amen.
Okay. So this is a picture of me on my very first mission trip to the Philippines in 2008. Um, when I was in nursing school at the time, I heard about a maternity clinic in the Philippines. And um, for those of you who know me, I'd always longed to be a midwife, wanted to deliver babies. And so when I heard about this clinic, my heart just began to race, and I knew I needed to know more. And um, so I watched a video that same day, and I absolutely knew I needed to be there. I didn't own a passport, had never been overseas, um, literally didn't even know where the Philippines was on a map. But yet I found myself bound for the Philippines for my first ever mission trip within six weeks of hearing about this clinic. And this is one of the first times that I can remember truly saying yes to God. So as, as you look at this picture, what you might not realize is this, um, this is a woman who really loves God, yet quite broken on the inside. Um, I brought a tissue up here, but I'm hoping I'm not going to have to use it. <laughs> Um, so by the time I had reached this point in my life, I had um, experienced a bit of heartache and pain in my life. Um, I grew up in a home with two of my brothers who are here and myself, and, um, but it was a broken home. Our parents divorced when I was three. And um, for those of you that don't realize this, um, so my parents divorced when I was three. My mom, uh, I knew that she loved me, but she was uh, chronically depressed most of her life, and she was also diagnosed with cancer when I was around the age of 12, and also battled a lot of other health issues. And then our father, he didn't live in the home, but he would come and visit, and we really, I felt his love, and he really, for those of you who know me, I'm the I love you queen, and I learned that from my father, but he also battled um, alcoholism, so he was an alcoholic. And so, um, so in my desire to have what I thought was a normal uh, family, I entered into some unhealthy relationships filled with uh, physical and emotional abuse and um, that left me married and divorced two times uh, by the time you see me in this picture. Um, sorry. So um, during my first marriage, I underwent uh, spinal surgery for a major deformity that I had in my spine. And uh, within a two-year period of time, I lost my mom to cancer, I miscarried a child, and then I lost my dad to cancer. And at one point, I just, it almost seemed almost unbearable to live, but by the grace of God, I really know that that's why I'm here today. Um, and I feel, though, that through the emotional and uh, physical pain that I experienced, um, I've been battling chronic fatigue and chronic pain for over 20 years. Um, Thank you for your patience with me. Um, it also left me with feeling a sense of unworthiness. I would battle with God as to whether he could really use me, whether my life could really make a difference, whether or not I actually had a testimony to share with others. I would um, I just really question, yeah, whether or not he could truly use me. And as I was going through um, the materials that I would go uh, share with you this morning, I came across this video, and this woman really resonated with me, and I think that she'll also resonate with some of you as well. It's been a long time. Yeah, um, I didn't expect to see you here. Whoa, what's that smell? That smell? Oh, um, well, that's my trash. I just, I'm a little embarrassed about it. Oh, well, is that why you've been avoiding me? Avoiding you? I, I, I haven't really been avoiding you. I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to get close to you. I mean, I, I just, I don't want you to smell it. 
I'll take it, Kat. Come oh, on. Oh, no, 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 no. That's okay. I mean, I made it. It's my trash. You know, I should carry it. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, but Kat, I mean, this is my job. Right. I take people's trash. That's what I do, so... Right, okay. Well, maybe I could go and just clean it up a little bit, you know? And then I'll just... I'll come back. No, Kat, I don't need you to do that. Um... Okay? I'll take it from you so you don't have to carry the weight. Oh, well, I... Come on. Uh, oh, just, just hand it over. Uh, all, right? all right? Let go. Let go. Yes, yeah? Just, yeah? Yeah? Uh, How's that feel? Weird. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah, just loosen it up a Whoa, little bit. check that out. I don't know if I've ever moved like that before. Well, I mean, that is crazy. I just, I feel so free and alive. I, it's I mean, the lack of trash. Whoa, I just, it's just like, this is the craziest feeling I have ever had. I just, it's like something's missing, you know? Well, I, I just, um, get used I, to feeling free, because that's yeah, what you are now. Right, okay. Uh, what okay. are you doing? I just, I gotta get one thing, okay? Hold on. Get one thing? No, 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 don't open the bag! Jesus, thank you so much for your sacrifice. I really appreciate all that you've done for me. What's going on here, Kat? What? Look, I'll take the trash, but you need to put that back. Oh, um, no, actually, um, that's okay. This is mine. It's my piece. I want to keep it. No, it goes right back in the bag, so I'll help you. Here, no, 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 put no, it no. here. No, Jesus, I, I need to remind myself not to make more trash. I mean, that just Kathleen, makes sense. I will remind you not to make more trash, oh, okay? Oh, well, Jesus, you know... That's what I do. I mean, we'll walk together. I know, but I should be in a better place than this by now. I mean, I just, I'm constantly doing things wrong, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm constantly letting you down. No, the only thing that's letting me down is, is, is you taking the stuff back. Okay. Look, I took care of the trash before you even created it. Oh. Look, don't you see what's happening? Every time I take your trash away, you come back and, and take another piece. And the more pieces you carry around, the more trash you attract. It reeks. Cat, when I look at you, I don't see your sin. I see you. The real you, the free you. This is what I'm fighting for. This is what I died for. Jesus, I'm sorry. I just, please forgive me. I've already forgiven you. The question is, will you forgive yourself? At one point, Jesus gets a little bit intense in that, but I really feel like that's his pursuit for us. He wants so much more for us, and he doesn't want us to hold on to the baggage. He doesn't want us to hold on to the trash and the things that are keeping us from moving in the direction that he wants us to go. I just know that so many times I wanted to hold on to those things, hold on to the things, the mistakes that I've made in my life, and have those not allow me to move forward in what he wants. And I just, you know, I would battle with how could he forgive me? How could he forgive me for some of the things that I've done, the failed marriages that I've gone through? Um, but I would also ask him why I had to experience so much heartache and so much pain. And he, I really feel like even in the middle of the storms and the things that I was experiencing, that he really told me that one day my, uh, my, my story would make a difference. And one day um, I would be able to share uh, the truth of God's amazing grace and his amazing love to redeem and to restore. Um, and so as I said yes to God and I returned back to the Philippines, I began to see him do a pattern, a, a pattern in my life of him bringing people into my life who have experienced some of the same things that I have experienced. I've been able to see um, 
him allow me to be able to minister to these people, to be able to share with them that there is a loving God that heals, that there is a God that redeems, and that there is a God that restores. And, um, and just the truth of who he is and the goodness of Jesus Christ. I, I've seen him allow me to walk early on when I first started uh, working in the maternity clinic. I was able to walk alongside a woman who had miscarried a child. And I was, she didn't understand what was happening at the time. She didn't realize that she had actually uh, miscarried because it was just through the ultrasound that they didn't see a heartbeat. And I was able to just encourage her and pray with her and, and just be a support to her. I've also been able to walk alongside a, a woman who, uh, in her brokenness in an unhealthy, abusive marriage and to be able to just uh, support her in the Philippines and be a safe place for her to be able to share and to know that she can share with me. But the amazing thing is I've also been able to see God redeem and restore their marriage. And I've been able to see that, that, um, that, that they're both born again and be able to see the things that they're doing, um, that God's doing in their lives. And I've also, he's been able to open doors for me to work with children with cancer in the Philippines as well as sick children and to be able to walk alongside with those families as they're experiencing such a difficult time in their life and to be able to uh, uh, share the hope of Jesus with them and to encourage them that even um, in that difficult time, and for some of them, they're even losing their children, you know, death of their children, that there still is hope in Jesus. And I also have some dear friends of mine who also are battling chronic pain and chronic fatigue. And I um, have been able to just walk alongside them and encourage them that God can still use them even in, in the things that they're battling and dealing with. And I know that he calls uh, some of us at times into times of rest and that even in those times, God can still use you and God can still... In, uh, uh, allow you to encourage other people through emails, through phone calls. There's things that you can still do, that God can still use you even in those times of rest. And God gave me this scripture recently, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comforts abound through Christ. And this passage just really reminded me that, um, that although, uh, or through the times that I was uh, having dark times in my life, that God really comforted me. And it's through those comforts, as well as the people in my life that supported me, that I've been able to now bring comfort, God's comfort, to those people who are hurting and who are suffering. Um, and just through these experiences and more, he's really been able to allow me to empathize and to be able to bring comfort to people because I too understand uh, when you're going through difficult times and going through storms. Um, and that I, I too needed a loving father and a father to come alongside me and show me his amazing grace and his amazing love to redeem and to restore. And he clearly has shown me through Romans 8:28 that we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I really know that without a doubt that my saying yes to God to go on my very first mission trip was the start of him wanting to do the major work and the major healing in my life. Um, and that the things that I looked upon as failures and weaknesses were the things that he still wanted to use for his glory. Um, and honestly, if I would have waited until everything was perfect and I had it all together, I would still be sitting in my living room today. 
Um, but he really gave me the courage and he gave me the strength to still say yes, even in my brokenness, even in uh, the mistakes that I've made and the things that I've experienced, he still gave me the courage to say yes. And over this last year, God's really been speaking to me in the area of obedience. Um, he's really been working in my heart about surrendering over everything to him, not holding on to those things that, um, that maybe I think he doesn't want to grant me the desires of my heart. And he's really been working in and through me to just release everything over to him and to trust him. And not to have it so much in my head, but to have it really penetrate my heart. And I've really been asking the Lord, what does this look like, you know? And... Um, and he's really been saying, it's not so much about, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to be right before the Lord, but rather have it so penetrate my heart and to really trust and believe that his promises are true. Often I want to believe these promises to be true uh, for the people that I'm ministering to or encouraging in their lives, but also to remind me that the promises in his word, the, uh, the things that he has uh, spoken to me are also true for me as well, and they're true for you as well. Um, let me go back really quick. One more. Um, so when I was getting ready to go on the mission field for my first, uh, full-time to the missions field, God really spoke to me through the life of Abraham and his obedience to just go to a place unknown. Um, and so in Genesis 12:1, it says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. And I thought to myself, wow, he's so obedient to go, to go to a place that he doesn't even know where he's going. At least for me in the Philippines, I know there's a Krispy Kremes, there's major malls, there's McDonald's, 7-Eleven. I at least knew some of the reality of where I was going, but for him, he didn't know at all. And I, But I was thinking, I'm certain he had to have had some kinds of fears and things that were trying to keep him from going. Uh, but as I read this passage further, it says Genesis, in Genesis 12, 2 through 3, it says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And I, I recognize here that that God followed um, his command with a bunch of blessings. You know, that he showed Abraham that if you do this, I will bless you. I will, that I will make my, uh, uh, the promises that I have for you true. And so I'm certain that those promises had to have penetrated Abraham's heart, deep within his heart. Um, in Nehemiah 9, 7 through 8, it says, You are the Lord God who chose Abram and brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans and named him Abraham. You found his heart faithful to you, and you made a covenant with him to give to his descendants the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Prezites, Jebusites, and Gigashites. You have kept your promise because you are righteous. Um, and I really feel like uh, there, are two, there were two major contributing factors that really boosted uh, Abraham's faith to obey, or to obey. It's his great faith and trusting God's promises to be true. And I really feel like that's what really boosted his faith and his trust to go to places unknown, places he didn't know where he was going, but he was just trusting with a huge faith and trusting for those promises that God said that he would do for him to be true. 
Um, and I'm just really encouraged by Abraham's faith uh, to look deeper into the promises of God and to look deeper into his word and the truths that he has spoken in his word and to know that those are true for me and that those are also true for you, uh, you today. It's not something from the past. It's true for us today. Um, and also, though, to not have it just in my head, but to really have it penetrate my heart. Um, and so, as we go back to when I mentioned that God spoke to me in Isaiah 55, uh, we'll dig a little bit deeper in here. It says, Isaiah 55, 8 through 13, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper. Instead of the briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. And as I read this passage, reread this passage this last week, I realized that this was not just a promise for me speaking today, but that this is a promise from God for my life, and that he has great plans. When I look at this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, because if it was my thoughts and my ways, I would think I'm not worthy, I'm not qualified, I'm not capable. But his ways are, yes, you are worthy, yes, you are capable in me. And then as I read, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it blood and uh, flourish, I'm just reminded that even though I've had to go through some difficult times in my life, that he still uses it for his great purpose and that it still is bringing life into people's situations. And then um, it says, uh, instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. And it's just a reminder and a promise that this will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will last forever. And he's certainly not looking for perfect. Um, if he was looking for perfect, I would, again, I would still be sitting here today. But if you look at so many people in the Bible that he has used that are so not perfect, um, but yet he wanted to use them. He wanted to use them in their brokenness. He wanted to use them in their situations to also prove his faithfulness and his faithfulness to redeem and to restore. Um, and so, uh, sorry, I'm losing my please. <laughs> so um, I'm just reminded through my life verse, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, that God still has great plans for me. He has great plans for the people that I'm ministering to in their lives, and he also has great plans for you. So Jeremiah 29, 11 is, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And you can fill your name in here, for I know the plans I have for you, Christina, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I just ask you, um, can't quite read that. <laughs> so I just want to ask you, you know, what is it that God is asking you to give over to him? What is the thing? What is the baggage? What is the trash that he's wanting you to let go of, to surrender over to him, to give over to him? Um, maybe it's uh, 
failures. Maybe it's um, your, a, a sense of fear. Maybe for you, you're feeling like you're not qualified or you're not worthy to be used by him. Maybe it's your age. You think you're too young. You think you're too old. Uh, maybe who knows what it is in your life. And I just really want to encourage you to take a few minutes to just really think about what it is that, that might be holding you back from moving forward into the things that God has for you. And what is that yes? What is the yes that God's calling you to do? What is it that he's wanting you to do that you've been making those excuses or those things that are keeping you from moving forward? And so I just encourage you to take a minute or so to, um, to just take time to ask the Lord and reflect on what it is that he's wanting you to do. And then we'll close in prayer. Father God, we just come before you this morning, humbly come before you, Lord, and we just thank you that you are a good, good father and that you love us so much, Lord, that you have such a heart for your children, Lord God, and that you really desire for us to walk in obedience, Lord, to walk in uh, the truth of who you are, Lord God. You desire uh, to redeem and to restore. You desire to uh, heal broken relationships, um, to heal wounded hearts, Lord God, and that you desire for us to, uh, to move forward in our lives, Lord, and what it is that you're calling us to do, Lord God, that you don't want us to be bound by the things that are keeping us back from moving forward, Lord God. And so as you've laid upon each person's heart this morning, Lord God, what uh, what it is that you wanted to speak to them, Lord. I pray, Father God, that you would help them to, uh, to just release those things to you, Lord God, and that they would walk in obedience, that they would uh, have a faith like Abraham, Lord, to go to places unknown. And it's not always just a physical place of, of another country or another place, Lord, but uh, places... Um, unknown, uh, things that are uncomfortable, things that are not within their comfort zone, Lord, yet you're calling them to do it, Father. And so I just pray, Lord God, that they would just feel your, uh, your call and your leading, Lord, to move in the direction that you want for them, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your amazing grace, your amazing love, and your faithfulness, Lord. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.